This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of NRL Boom Rookies. I am Matt Bungard. Alongside me, as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. G'day, everybody. Um, all right. We're back uh, with a shortened week of Rugby League to discuss just the four games over the weekend. Uh, we've got Origin coming on Wednesday night, so we'll just be doing the one podcast now before the game, and we'll do the Question Time podcast and the Rookie Takes and other things like that afterwards. Um, so yeah, let's just jump straight into it. Let's go back. We have to go way back to the start of this uh, four-game slate. We just had one game on night across Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Mitchell. Uh, it was the uh, Canberra Raiders, who you didn't, Coltrane Cup, who got the upset win over Manly. I uh, did cow it out maybe two hours before kickoff on, yeah. uh, on Thursday. I think I had too much spare time. I would have just left, left it, but I thought about it too much. And he did cowardly change my tip to the Roosters, which obviously got the win, but not the points. So I'd like that for about 10 minutes of this game, I was like, well, thank God. <laughs> I was mm. like, thank God I changed that. But what, 20 minutes onward, maybe the Raiders just absolutely dominated possession in this game and played um, a level of smart controlling football. I didn't understand they were they were capable of. Well, Jack White wasn't there. It's not. Yeah, yeah, it's very true. They forced eight dropouts to numb, but they just like they did the smart footy team, like depleted of origin, keep possession, and stay in the other team's half. Sweet, they had the ball for eight more minutes than the man we had the ball. Ridiculous, that is a lot. Yeah, Sam Williams is such an interesting player. Like, he comes in, he just he's almost like a better Lachlan Lewis in that he just kind of ducks in and out of first grade sporadically, does some things that are impressive, yeah, and then you just don't see him for like three months. And then he comes back again. You're like, oh, this guy's all right. This guy's all right. Guy, all right. Yeah. yeah, he forced three of them. Game for him. Yeah, yeah Frawley forced three dropouts. One from Hodgman, one from uh, Rapana. Williams did get burnt on the that scrum, like identical to getting burnt last week by uh, Jamal Fogarty. So that was embarrassing when Dylan Walker did that to him. But yeah, from then on, it was just like, Manny did not look in the game at all. Like, uh, obviously, we know what happens to those guys going out, but I didn't have faith in the Raiders team actually keeping their foot on the throat. Uh, that's why I didn't tip them. But yeah, this is an absolute classic origin period slog, hey? Yeah, I forgot how bad the Raiders were doing. That was their fifth win of the season, which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I knew they were going poorly, but I guess I just hadn't look, really looked at how badly they were doing. But yeah, I mean, great win for them. And given the way the competition is going, they're, they're only what? A win or two outside the top eight, and this is a result against. Like I know they were down troops, but they were still, I think, four dollars at the tab before this game. Mm-hmm. The Raiders were, and so anytime you're four dollars, you can pull out a win. I think is is a good sign, and so so that's their sixth win. I'm sorry, so they're yeah one win outside the top eight, and, and with these massive four and against swings that are coming and going against teams every single week. I mean, there is a world where after next week they're back in the finals, back in the finals picture. Yeah, I mean, and for Manly as well, I know I know a lot of Manly fans are now struck tossing up, do they or do they not rate Des Hasler anymore? Because obviously they all were off him last year. And it's very funny. They don't know. And neither do I, to be honest. I, I, we were on him when he came back. I'm yep. in the basket of off him currently. And uh, like I look through here now and it's like a lot of the good things that happened in this team kind of happened by accident. Like... Ola Kawatu was stuck behind, you know, shit back row was anonymous for a long time. And now he's carving it, but he wasn't really getting his run. Like they signed Andrew Davey to yeah. play. He started round one. They were playing um, Curtis Sirnan in front of him as well, obviously. And now he's like, 
him and Schuster are amazing, but neither that wasn't supposed to happen. And he no. kind of lucked his way into that. And then these kind of games again, you look at it, it's like Walker was like, you know, he ran the ball a lot at seven, but it's like maybe, you know, you want to put an actual seven there because uh, he just has a pl- has a coach ever irrationally loved a player as much as Des Hasler loves Dylan Walker. Is there a position he doesn't think Dylan Walker can cover? No, he's played it. He's definitely played hooker before. Like he's he's played dead set every spot. So. It's um yeah, the irrational love is a thing as well because it's not like he hasn't really he had like one good year at Manly, but he hasn't given him the flashes of for belief to stick to him, and it's not like he's like a like a Daniel Fitzhenry type, right? Who's you know good to have around as fellow yeah. or whatever on the bench, or whatever. Oh, Dylan great Walker. character guy. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Notable fuckhead, <laughs> Dylan Walker. You know, like yeah, he just he's hooked on him, and he was one of the many he re-signed this week, and another one that Manly fans had the battle with. But unfortunately, you know, you, you sit that thing. You'll cop this as a coach when you know when Tommy's around, you can keep winning. It doesn't really matter, does it? But uh, yeah, it's just like even look at it. It's just bizarre again. Jason Saab sucks without Tommy. Like one yeah. of the best swingers in the comp when Tommy's there without him, eight runs for 51 meters. Yep. Okay. Terrible. And, uh, yeah. Terrible. Imagine your prolific try scoring winger being reliant on their inside players and not being able to do anything. <laughs> that couldn't be my, couldn't be my yeah, prolific try scoring yeah. winger. I do think the Raiders, though, they certainly get a better balance with, uh, with Hodgson and Starling. Like this game, Starling played 55, Hodgson played 80. I, I don't think they have the balls to do it, but like I feel like. Starling should maybe start just because starting hot means so much now. But um, but yeah, he came on and made the game a bit of a difference. And I, I do think they're going to having them both stay next year yeah. at this point after looking like we didn't know what they're going to do early in the season. That's good. I'm happy for them that they've you know got a really important win here. And I you know they play the Sharks next, so and, they win that game by 20 points and they're in the top eight. And you're so. probably more happy for the scenario here, Bungar, that the Raiders have won a game to give the fans a little bit more belief again, only to have mm. their hopes crushed. But look, I'm <laughs> not... Look, I actually am not, given just how many... how beaten up the Roosters are, I wouldn't be shocked if... I, I know we've said all year that whoever finishes seventh is just going to get belted by Manly in week one five. If Sharks or Canberra finish eighth, wouldn't be that... Would it be the... Wouldn't, wouldn't shock me if, the, if they managed to beat the fifth-place Roosters in the first week of finals. Just the way they're going. Yeah, I mean that's if the Roosters stay fifth. But yeah, that's oh, that's true actually. Well, then whatever the sixth versus seven game, which could also be those same two teams. But, yeah. But yes, the Roosters seem to be hitting they're hitting that wall a bit, don't they? Yeah, uh, we'll get to them. To figure it out. But, yeah. but uh, first, we've got uh, South Sydney forty six Cowboys eighteen. Um, again, it's it's this is just like last week. I don't really know how much you can analyze about a game like this. Tane Milne did a Conor McGregor celebration, which was cool. Uh, Alex Johnson gets too closer to the Kenovine medal. Uh, sorry, the Kenovine uh, record, I should say, and the Kenovine medal, both of them. Um, and uh, Tom Burgess, the little man, he's back. He is. Uh, Tane <laughs> Milne's a guy I believed in for years, and he just moved from club to club to club. Like, uh, what, Dragons, Warriors, Bunnies, who else? A few he hadn't played for first grade four. He just moved around forever. That uh, just thought- the Tigers? I th- he did go there, didn't he? I can't remember, but he didn't play first grade for the. Started them, at the Roosters in the MYC. There you yeah, go. he did. Yeah. I believe doing that guy for so long, and I just thought it was just never happening. And he was pretty average his first couple of games there for you guys. But he's yeah, he's really actually finally kicking on. You know, like the get the try he scored with the McGregor celebration was a sick try. Yeah, <laughs> he he broke a number of tackles and forced his way over. So yeah, good aim with the with the ball of celebration and. How about a Rabbitohs right winger scoring try? I was going to say, I will say it is, 
I guess if we can glean positives that are that do bode well for the future, it's that they were pretty balanced on both sides, which is rare for Souths. And maybe that's because Trell's not there, but uh, and he obviously favors going left. But yeah, both wingers getting hat tricks. George uh, Tom Burgess going up the middle. Um, and a really slick little try for Blake Taff as well. His first in the NRL, which was nice. Um, yeah, look, it, it, not not a whole lot to sink your teeth into for Souths. Just, I mean, this game went exactly how I thought it would go. Um, but the, you know, the Cowboys started brightly, but there was never really a chance. Even when it was twelve two, whatever it was, there was never really a, a moment in that game where I was like, "Oh, well, we're in trouble here." Like, yeah, yeah, yeah career highs for Colin Matungi, by the way, in running meters. He's so and, good. Uh, receipts and and post contact meters and. Yeah, he's uh, he, he's looking fantastic, and uh, yeah, I don't know if he's always going to stay on the edge. I do think he might end up moving to the middle at some point. But, I think he's uh, better there, but I think we just need him in, on the edge. He so. does his job on the edge grade as well. I do think he's better in the middle, but yeah, you're not you're not got much faith left in Jaden Sewer, and you haven't really got anyone else on the edge. Oh, but no, Wayne's copying pelters for letting Jaden Sewer leave, who's you know not even in first grade. So I have like. I hate that this shit still happens every year. That the like the moment you play an Origin game, or you play an international, you you get that tag and it doesn't leave. Like I saw, like he, he's barely played this year. I saw people hammering Wayne for Sewer leaving the club. And it's like because he's an Origin player. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, <laughs> like it was pretty it, funny. Again, do you think so? And this is not just Queensland, but it's like, oh, what, Steve Turner and Anthony Quinn. You're like, oh, but they're Origin players when they played. Like, Tim Glasley played Origin for Queensland. Dane Nielsen did. Justin O'Neill did. All these guys, Chris McQueen did. A lot of those guys walked hey. into the lucrative deals after that, right? And they were garbage like, instantly. It's because you played Origin. doesn't absolve you from being in a sh- Like, doesn't just all, all of a sudden make you this level of player above the rest of the competition just because you got a jersey for a couple of games, you know? Yeah. Sua is not origin quality, even though he played origin football. No. Uh, just a little shout out to Peter Mamazoulos as well. Looked, yeah. uh, I know he came off the bench previously, but started hooker in this game. Had a couple of nice little darts. Looked okay. I mean, obviously yeah. not much to judge on, but yeah. What do you, on think, the Cowboys, of, um, what do you think of Taff? Um, again, there's just... Like, I, I try to temper my expectations always with young players. Like, I don't ever want to get into that Luke Brooks trap that you know, other fan bases get caught up in getting a young guy and just assuming they're going to be really, really good. So, but he looked okay. He looked bright. Um, you know, a couple of kick diffusal issues, but nice try, decent movement. The passing game is obviously nowhere near the caliber of Latrell Mitchell, but I think uh, no one in the NRL's passing game is the caliber of Latrell Mitchell's in the, in that particular role that he has, except maybe his teammate Cody Walker. So, um, no, he looked fine. But again, uh, you, you're just not going to know until it's time for him to actually have a prolonged role in the team. I, yeah, I mean, he's not going to be a fullback. No, get to the side next exactly. year. Exactly. Well, if he's playing halfback, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, I'm yeah. not a big fan of the hair though. So that puts me <laughs> <on him. laughs> instantly. I was like, I don't know about this car fella. Cowboys, anything? Dearden, your uh, man. Jesus Christ, Dearden. <laughs> yeah, not looking great for it. He peaked at 18 so far. Mm-hmm. It looks like, and. uh yeah, I don't know. He had, he had some nice-ish moments in this game filled with garbage as well. Yeah, that's, that's fair. That's a mix. Uh, classic move again. Of like They were in the game and then Tamalolo went off and then they started sucking. And somehow that's Tamalolo's fault often. But Yeah, you should yeah. just play 80 minutes at the rate he does. Um, would you like to guess which Cowboys player had the most meters 
uh, most forward had the most meters besides Tamalala, and how many? So, so Jason, you, I, I have looked at this on the so weekend, Jason, so I know yeah. none of them cracked a hundred. It's very funny how different it's more. The gap is so, listeners. Uh, Jason Tamalala had one hundred and eighty-eight running meters, and the mm. second most for a Cowboys forward was Shane Wright with eighty. Fuck, I was going to say uh, Jordan McLean. So I uh, had seventy-three. Close, a, 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 a handsome third for Jordan McLean. Uh, close, good on him. And um, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Scott Drinkwater's sick though. I mean, his he's defensive good. issues he's are kind of gone. So you know, he used to be at liability and one side of the ball. Those are kind of gone. He, he's good, mate. He just seems to create points when he when he gets on ball when it's second phase. Like things just happen around him. One of those. Yeah. I hate that cliche, but I just said it. Fuck it. <laughs> um, and all right, let's move ahead to. I mean, it's not an upset because they lost, but a game that I think a lot of people just assumed would be another 50-60 miller. The dogs nearly did it, Mitchell. They nearly did it. Do we start from the back? Yes. Okay. The funniest <laughs> thing. Look, this is... All right. So, I mean, obviously, if you're listening to this, you know what happened. But just in case you don't, uh, Sam will caught the ball about 15 to 20 seconds left on the last tackle of the game with the Roosters winning by six points. Ran 85, 90 meters backwards until the siren went and then stepped over the sideline. Hilarious and smart. And I, I was, you know, and it has happened before. Tony Iroh did it in 1998 or whenever the hell it was. But I cannot believe how angry people got. Uh, I can't believe how angry they got because people are stupid. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> Fair. But uh, I just, is it just because it's how far he ran? Because it's not the first time we've seen someone do this, but it's, it, yeah, it's it a funny all thing. The, time. the invisible rules that are created in a number of sports that, like, you know, in basketball, if you're up by ten or so with under thirty seconds or under twenty seconds to go, can't you can't shoot. shoot. Yeah. You know, uh, in the NFL, it's the reverse of this. If you're up by more, like a score or more, it's bad. It's bad etiquette to not take a knee. You know? yeah. it's bad etiquette to run a play in in the NFL as well. If you're up like that. You know, baseball's got its bat flipping. We've had down under deliveries in a man cat and cricket. At least the the, the man cat is at least something in the rules. You know? Yeah. The rest of it's like in rugby league, it's cool to kick the ball out. It's fine to like just succumb pretty much. It's fine to do anything. And even people will find like we've had Jared Hayne ran back in origin. Jake Fan ran back in the 2018 grand final. Sam Walker ran back like three weeks ago. He ran back like 30 meters. Uh, Benji ran back against the Warriors once and Lewis Brown pushed him over the advertising side. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Tony Iroh ran back in 1998, and it's probably way more than that. But is it, well, he ran 80 meters and it's a disgrace. It was smart. And look, someone goes, Oh, it, how funny would it have been if Lock and Lewis had caught him and the Bullers got? I would, and I was like, Very funny. W- what are you talking about? That would have been the funniest thing. That's ever happened on a rugby league field. But he didn't. <laughs> and it would have been great. I would have loved that as well. But it was smart. And people go, oh, why wouldn't you just kick it over the sideline or blah, blah, blah. It's like, because then the Bulldogs get the ball back. And yes, they're not going to score 99.9% of the time. But why take that point one? Why? Why? Why take that point one percent chance? Why? That's, and why? No I don't know to. why it's called bad sportsmanship either to me. Because like gamesmanship is not bad sportsmanship to me. Doing things within the rules of the game that are advantage. Yeah, he side. wasn't doing that to be a smart ass. No, that's it. Bad sportsmanship is, as you said, it's, you know, dirty things on a field to mine or, or deliberate cheating. Like Kenny Edwards faking a cramp is worse than this, in my yes. opinion. Agreed. But uh, even though I love the Kenny Edwards cramps, but I like I mean, they were funny, but that's not in the spirit of the game. Whereas this was literally someone, 
This is yeah. like when a goalie has the ball at their feet and they don't pick it up because no, and their team's winning. So they just stand there with the ball at their feet. That's yeah. not, that's not bad sportsmanship. That's just part of the game. And I, I want to give two examples of why, uh, like two examples relevant to me about why I'm absolutely fine with this. One is the 2013 Super Bowl, where on the last play of the game, the Baltimore Ravens, who are my team, did this. Like their punter literally got the ball and just ran around in the end zone for like 10 seconds, whilst every player on his team was like tackling the defenders so that they couldn't get to him to just waste time. And then, and then they, and then when you get tackled in the end goal in, in football, you give up two points, but you get to kick it from further away. So they did that on purpose and then kicked it really far. And then just, that was it. That was the end of the game. And the other one I want to bring up is way back in 2003, Seattle played the Broncos. And this was back when the Broncos were the one of, if not the best team in the comp every year. And Seattle were an absolute joke. Like I think 03 was the year this happened and they ended up winning three games in this entire season after winning mm-hmm. five games the season before. Um, and there's a quote in the, in the paper from back then where, both Paul Langmack and Wayne Bennett, the respective coaches at the time, had already left their coaching boxes and were on their way down to like pitch side. Uh, Paul Langmack thinking he'd got his first win as Rabbitohs coach and Wayne Bennett thinking, shit, we've just lost to Souths. Like, because Souths had the ball with 10 seconds left and they had a, tw- I think it was, a, it was, a, I'm pretty sure it was a 20 meter tap, but it was, you know, some full, like playable something near their own trial and whatever. And 10 seconds left, they could have just tapped it and run backwards over the dead ball line or something like that. Uh, Paul Stringer takes a hit up. Gordon Tallis gets a one-on-one strip. They fling it wide. Brent Tate scores in the corner. Broncos win. Devastating mm-hmm. loss. But no, I, I would have I, I would have much rather that than, I mean, you know. A, it was Brent Tate in the corner. Yeah. Right. I would have much rather that than, you know, run backwards and get tackled and yeah. or run backwards over the dead ball line and win the game. That's quite funny. It wasn't this game. I think it's the next time. Yeah, we played you guys over Origin at some some point. I think maybe the next year. But I just wanted to say this. I remember we used to, these these the bus event line for from um down Ride Road to the stadium, and maybe it was the year before this. And uh, I went to go with a friend from school who supported South. Like the only person I knew who supported South. Yeah, he came to my house. He travelled really far away, and we went there. And you know, this is I'm like twelve or thirteen, and there's like no uh, real internet use at that point, whatever. So you just go for the event bus whatever and it just turns up yeah so we went there and we sat there for like 45 minutes and the event bus didn't come and we went home and we went home and south were winning to watch it and then we got home it might i think it might have been this game and yeah you got which, home to see. do you remember which ground you were going to uh we're going to no this is not this one we're going to anz there's another one we must have been later then us. because we were was at the it? sfs until yeah. 2005 no it must have been the the draw are you 20... sure it wasn't the i was gonna say are you sure it wasn't the roy bell game yeah it might be the but draw that was also at the, that was also at the SFS, SFS, though i don't know what went wrong maybe we went to the wrong fucking stadium maybe that's what you did maybe that's why the, the bus classic didn't parents up. but yeah we went home and watched but it was one of those classic things mate got stuck at a bus stop and like didn't have a mobile phone it was just like <laughs> Just yeah, I'll, I'll, we didn't have many close games with you back then. We used to get smashed every single time. Yeah, so it, it, must it must have been, been that draw. Yeah, it must have been. It's good stuff. Which was yeah. it. So yeah, I reckon your parents sent you to the wrong stadium. Well, they didn't send me there. They sent me to the wrong bus stop. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. And that's but, uh, why it didn't but, show up. Yeah, that game. I remember that game you're talking about, though. It's a different one. We're right, and it, but, but that's the thing, right? And that's is. not bad sportsmanship. It's smart. Like, mm-hmm. you see this every week. Like, there's just people that get it and people they don't at every level of sport. Like, I remember, mm-hmm. like, we were beating a team in soccer with 10, like we had a bunch of our guys were away on a holiday or something. And like we had 10 players beating this team and our goalie standing there with the ball at his feet mm-hmm. with like a few minutes left while we're winning. And like some guy on the other team screaming at the ref to book him for time wasting. 
And I'm like, the ball's in play, you idiot. Yeah. But they're like, there's just some people that get it and some people that don't get it. And I used to do, yeah. Go on, people just get, people. And I, I think if you're a Bulldogs fan, you can be pissed off about it, like, fine. And, and I get the, and I get the, I get that. I actually am okay with Bulldogs fans being mad about it. But if you're not a Bulldogs fan and you're mad about this, like, have a word with yourself because it is objectively just very funny. And if it had gone wrong, that would have made it even more funny. Yes. So, like, enjoy things, people. Seriously. And who all would love what happened to your team? It's like, bro, the best player to ever play for my club tried to kick a field goal when we were losing by two points. Yeah. And I laughed because it was funny. Like, you just have to, you just have to, Shrug these things off and laugh about it. Adam Reynolds bombed a try last week by just stepping on the dead ball line to do a stupid post try celebration. Shit happens. It does happen. Just, like, <laughs> you know, um, and if it's, I get getting, you can get mad about things that like are actually against the rules or like when you get dudded by a bad call, but that's fine to get mad about when it's just, but when it's just weird shit like this, just, you know, whatever. It's fine. Yeah. I used to want to play club rugby, mate. It was like, you know, the games are back to back to back. Yeah. It's not even about they have to play sixty minutes, right? It's like the time the game has to stop at some point. You can't run over. And if oh. we were ever winning a, clo- a close game, I would I, as being a, I was a front rower early, and then I went to being a, a number eight. But I'd often sit. They can't pack a scrum without you if you're in the front row. So I used to s- sit down, and and I'd be you know hold my leg, call over the trainer, get a warm round, <laughs> get a drink, whatever. And I was like fourteen or fifteen doing that, and my coach fucking loved it when I first did it. He yeah. come over and he's like, "What's wrong, I'm like, mate? Nothing. We're just like, we're just burning clock, baby. You know." And I just did it every two weeks. And, and mate, who were mad? I don't give a shit. <laughs> you know, up by one score, win the fucking game. And walking to things were in the rules. And well, Pete, what were they not care if you just ran back fifteen meters? Because you could have done that. You know, run back fifteen meters a bit, dance around, and then kick it out, and nothing would, and that would have been the same result. But because you ran so far, that's it. People are angry. Yeah, it's great. It was fantastic from him, and um, and I did like the cutaway to Robo at full time, but it's just obvious Robo was mad at how bad they played because Trent Robinson being the smart. Oh, that was obvious, he, wasn't it? Like he's happy. He was happy with what. what if you think did. there's a chance that he would do something like that without talking about it with Trent Robinson at training, like come on. Yeah, and he's talked about how like Sam's smart, and it's like Sam's idea, you know. And he's done it before this year too, but no one seemed to care. But yeah, Trent Robinson at, at full time, like, he's like pro at being a smart player, you know. Again, don't give other other team a chance. And I'm sure his dad was at home touching himself. That's a very Walker Brothers <laughs> thing as well. You know, time possession's a big number of theirs. But okay, the actual football game though, yeah, not great. <laughs> Didn't love it. Nah. Like, as I said, though, Lachlan Lewis, again, just comes in. Mm. Weird shit happens when he's on the field. I can't explain it. Like, you watch him play, and he's like, doesn't seem like he's particularly good. Yeah. But he's fine. And sometimes he plays, and it's just like, you start to believe in him for yeah, a couple of weeks weird. a year, every year. There's been like three or four years of this Lachlan Lewis experiment now. And I feel yeah. the same way every time. He comes back, and I'm like, you know, it's Lachlan Lewis. He's all right. Maybe this is the game. Like, how long he's played 40 first grade It's games. ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> no. I feel like he's played like 20 <laughs> on and off. But off uh, yes, but yeah, I thought um like Joey Manu has been a bit disengaged this year playing in the centers and he made defensive mistakes in this game. Like two of them, he was quite costly that, that led to Bulldogs points. But on a whole, he's just been much better this year when he's played six or one. And I think they've got to spend a bit of their offseason this year. They're not going to get him in six or one with who they have, but I think they've got to find ways to 
to get him around the park a bit more, let him play the other side of the field, do the Hodges or the Tommy, you know, on, on origin thing, let, let him yeah. go left or right, because I think he's been a bit disengaged playing just right center most of the year. When he's gone central, he's played much better football, at least with the ball in hand. And whilst he made mistakes in defense in this one, like again, he scored that great try just dancing through the guts and he's had a couple of good games at six. But yeah, I just think, um, I think they need to get him more, uh, more involved in the future. I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah, no, it. but I think I think they should use maybe they should use Origin as almost a blueprint in a way, to, and just look at how Tontovoyevich plays, and that's maybe what the future holds for Joey Manu. I don't know. Yeah, Good and the player, Bulldogs, though. the Bulldogs at least they're not getting pounded this game, like you know, but he's getting pounded. Yeah, low bar. Um, but... Look, it, they're at that point that you know we. I mean, so I was say we've all been there. You haven't been there, but you know they're at that point that I was younger, a lad, when it's just like nice not to get flogged every week. So. Excuse me, you say I haven't been there? <laughs> I've just been there last year, this year. Nah, it's not the same. <laughs> it's not the same. You have wasn't to wasn't as through, long. No, you, it's, you were in the finals two years ago. Yeah, no, I was like, wasn't as long. Thing. No, but I have it's had that week. So like, I was like, well, I knew we were going to lose, but it wasn't as bad. If you, as I thought, if you have another it? year and a half of this, I will allow you to start yeah. wallowing. Until then, you can just deal with it. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about in the signing section, I guess, but it's just one of yeah. those things again, mate. They have like they sign another fullback, just have eight just fullbacks. Stop. Just stop signing fullbacks, you idiot. In, in in silos, they've made lots of good signings combined. No, yeah, don't stop right. doing it. Stop. All right, it was the Braden Tricky Trindle show on Sunday afternoon. The Cronulla Sharks continue their surge towards coming eighth, uh, beating the Warriors <laughs> 20 points to 12. Um, another. Another game that was pretty emblematic of where Reese Walsh is as a player, I think. Some really good moments in attack and then a couple of bad moments both. There's one we threw the ball over the sideline when they were trying to come back and a couple of bad moments in defense as well. And I think still very much a raw product, uh, old Reese Walsh, young Reese Walsh. Yes, I'm glad he didn't play Origin after all that. But yeah, I um, I at least uh, applaud him for trying to tackle Hamlin ULA. <laughs> Do you think... Did you? Because I messaged Campo immediately after this happened, of course. Yeah. And we were both like, yeah, I thought, I thought he actually punched Will Kennedy. <laughs> uh, Jack Williams. Oh, mean. Jack Williams. Sorry. Yeah. I'm like, uh, I thought he actually punched him. I mean, Jack Williams is one of the great sales of all time. That's been the underrated character in this celebration. Jack yeah. Williams, mate, he could take a bump, baby. It's easy to throw a fake punch, mate. To take a fake punch is the talent. You yeah. Know? And then, Impressive. And, then I feel, and I feel like the punch was let down by the low-quality people's elbow. I feel like that was such a clean and well-sold punch. It just go, mate, go off both. It's, go, it's, it's a shame. Both the ropes. It's a shame Dan Gane wasn't on commentary for this game because he would have absolutely loved it. But we didn't get the arm swing. You know, I know, there was no arm, arm swing, swing. And then it was a really lazy people's elbow. I don't know. The, I know people, I loved it, but I just, yeah. I just want to see oh, better. Speak, speaking better. of tri-celebrations, this went over at people's heads at the time, I think. But when Campbell Graham scored last week, he did the... Yeah, in, be- the in between his dance scene celebration, which South then put a video up, and once you see it and him doing it, it's very funny. But mm. at the time, I think people just missed it. I just thought he was dancing like an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> remember that guy did the scan in the NFL on Thanksgiving? <laughs> that was cool. And uh, oh, I've got a sneeze. It's all right. Um, yeah, so you know, Connor Tracy continues to look impressive. I still just don't know what to make of him. Terrible radio. Yeah. Since he left South, I, I don't get it, but he he just does good things every week. And it seems like he's really carved out a space. Like they will be, he will have a first grade career, a decent one. It just still remains to be seen what position it will be in because he's now played wing center and obviously came up through the halves as well. So who yeah. knows? 
he's he's been really good in, in the outside backs this season, which I didn't expect. The same as you said, like I know he's got the advantage of getting his shot when he's you know twenty five now, got his first real shot, and it's always easier when you're a bit more established. But he did you know hung around South for a few years. I think he got like your cup back of the year like three two or three years ago, which isn't huge, obviously. But he never looked like he'd be an every week NRL player. Like you, I remember seeing what well, he played. What twenty nineteen he played for you guys. He filled in the halves, didn't he? Like, and it was talk like this guy might be, you know, the next backup half or something. You know what Benji's doing for you now, but he wasn't any good <laughs> in those games. So yeah, he's carved out a really a nice role for him there. And as you said, mate, he might um be at centre wing or or in the six next year. He's definitely in that the best seven seven backs at uh at south so, sorry the sharks so he'll walk into that lineup and uh Braden trindle i mean the the ready-made nickname's great having tricky is nice and easy for him but he also looks like a first grade footballer when he feels in and uh it's he's had a couple of handy games now when he stepped up and maybe there's a there's a role for him next year as i don't know i mean moylan's probably will still be there with nico but Moylan's injury prone. Maybe he's the next drop half next year. Maybe he stays coming off the bench. I mean, he looks every bit of first grade footballer as well. And they've got that advantage, but they've done, we've said this last year with this team and they've, and they've actually had patience with the reserve grade. A lot of these guys have actually had reserve grade careers. Yeah. And, and that's it. You're coming a bit more ready when you've had uh, two or three years, maybe four years in reserve grade. And they've had a few of those guys now and they're, they're not superstars. Like, you know, you're not going to think that guys like Connor Tracy and, and Braden Trindle are going to be the two best players on a premiership winner. But, no, those but are, that's what built, good rosters are built on, those guys, though. Yeah, that Jets pipeline's been really good for Cronulla in the past few years. They've done, they've managed that well. They have. And Will, I mean, Will Kennedy as well is another one. That mm. Will Kennedy... Oh, yeah, he's looked, the standout. He looked really raw. That. Yeah, he looked really raw in first grade, what, two years ago? And he looked a bit underweight and, and all, that, all that jazz. But he's been fantastic. And again, he's... Not old now. He's like 24, 25, but he didn't really get his shot till 22, 23, which again, isn't old, but it is old for an NRL debutant. People generally are thrown in earlier unless you're a Storm player. But they yeah. Got, they, got, they got to simmer along. And uh, yeah, the Warriors again, mate, like they've now lost seven of their last eight. And that roster is too good to do that. It just is. And mm. wonder what the issue is. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's a mystery. It is. They just find ways to not get back into football games. They're in plenty of games, but they just fucking can't get out of their own way. And they don't see the second halves. They just seem to be awful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. Uh, the second half of this game just in general was absolutely yeah. horrific. So. Well, it took them till this week to finally come up with a set play that involved Roger coming off his wing. It's like, really? He, like Roger, I understand you got Walsh here. Roger's your best player, and it took you to this week to finally bring him off the wing. And what what a shock it worked! But, yeah, yeah, who knew? Just, just yeah, I don't know. They feel like this is going to be for again the next couple of years. They'll bring Sean back next year. They're just rooted between like eighth and like twelfth on the ladder now. It feels like it does seem that way. They're just stuck in that limbo forever. Too many, too many good players to to truly bottom out like we thought they could have this year. But they can't put it all together to, to go any higher, it doesn't look like. Yeah, no, it doesn't seem so. But um, yeah, I, I think they'll be there or thereabouts again this year like they are every other year. It's a weird life, isn't it? You're just kind of okay all the time. I don't know if that's yeah. what you want to be, but whatever. I mean, God, the weird thing is, mate, like they're actually only one win above the Broncos 
and that even wins with Tigers. Like you wouldn't think that again, they haven't been that awful this year, the Warriors. You wouldn't think they're only on twelve points. Yeah, my Warriors wooden spoon bet is still alive. Let's start winning some games, doggies. Come on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, all right. State of Origin 3 is on Wednesday night. That's why we won't be doing a question podcast until after that. But let's quickly talk about that game. Obviously, there's nothing on the line. Um, <laughs> Pride, Bungard. Oh, Pride. Spare me. Um, it's, it is bizarre. Like, they just don't play these games in other sports. It's, it's just weird. But whatever. Um, yeah, a few ins and outs for the for both teams. We've got uh halves combination of Mitchell Moses and Jack Whiten. Um and Dale Fanukan is is he he's starting at prop and he's been named vice captain or something like that, which is interesting. Good for what? him. <laughs> um I didn't know he got named vice captain. I missed did I make that. that up? I swear I read that. But uh, I've been I'm really cool. tired I'm all happy weekend. to make it up. I'm no, happy. I'm fine. Let's just right, say happened. Excellent. Um and yeah, on the maroon side of things, uh we've got no McCulloch, big out for you. Uh, ben Hunt finally playing hooker, too little, too late. Um, and yeah, as uh, how are you feeling? I guess that the hammer's uh, in. So I mean, he had named his best lineup of the series. You know, finally figured out. Hey, uh, you know what? This this Capewell fella, great back row for the Panthers. Put him there. Put the hammer on Tommy. I didn't make it up. I didn't make it up. There you go. Dale Finucane is vice captain of the Blues. And we haven't got the, the Queens and haven't fully confirmed their changes, what's coming. But considering Fafita is suspended and Arrow is out, and even though they brought Cohen Hess into the Origin squad, I do believe we're getting the Tom Fleckler Origin debut, which is just disgusting. <laughs> like, he's gone into camp, obviously. He's gone in... And the Queens have done it for years, like years before he played. Edric Lee would go in, and Kurt Mann's been to camp a million times. Your team's on by, you're a Queenslander, you get to, you go into camp essentially. And Flegler's got that nod, and he's gone from that to playing. And he's going to join. To me, he's with Xavier Coates at the moment of not being in the Brisbane Broncos best seventeen, but playing Origin. Yeah, okay, that's not great. <laughs> it's but, not. But, but I like the hammer change. I like they didn't do it go stupid and just debut all the children. Ben Hunt should have been the nine already. Glad he's doing that. But overall, I could not give two fucks about this game. I couldn't care if we lost by 70. I couldn't care if we won by 50. It's a dead rubber. I don't care. You can't talk me into it. You can't talk me into it mattering because it doesn't. You know, it just it doesn't. doesn't. I mean, I'll, like, they're just lucky that we're in lockdown. Yeah. These games don't matter at all. Like, Moses is playing don't care. People care too much about Moses and White. It doesn't actually fucking matter. You know, it's... These games, if it wasn't for broadcast ratings, right, and and tickets being sold, they wouldn't be played in any other sport pretty much. You know, the series is over. But because of those things, it has to be played. I don't care. Yeah, me either. Uh, who do you think is going to win? Uh, it's hard not to see the uh, the blue wash uh, up in... And again, people getting mad about the venue. It's like, oh... Uh, I know I have I could only I get mad at things all the time, right, Punga? And even only I can get mad at so many things. Even with a man who has a, a, a well, I wouldn't say disease, but I have ADHD, right? I'm tuned to get mad at things irrationally. Part of my DNA. And even I can't care about this shit. Okay. And people are getting mad at Sam Walker and Origin venues for dead rubbers in the same week. Fucking miss me. And and I know I'm a Queenslander, but it's like fuck, I couldn't give a shit where the game is, this one. No. 
like and and I couldn't have cared that much. I know it was cool, it was in Townsville, but again, it's it's not really a choice thing. Okay, it's not really been a choice thing. Uh, people call it like uh, just bizarre. People look at advantages for Queensland rugby leagues. Oh yes, notably the New South Wales rugby league that merged and added and a Queensland team. Notably, this is a Queensland competition. Yeah, like, fuck me. Who cares that it's played in the Gold Coast? Like it's oh, I could not give less of a fuck. Yeah. Especially when the game, the result doesn't matter. It doesn't. And I couldn't give a fuck if it's full. I'm or sad not. for the good people of Newcastle that they don't get an origin game. Like, But other than that, that's really the only aspect that I care about. That's it. The rest of it, I couldn't give a fuck about. I couldn't care what state it's in. I couldn't care where it's played. I can take it to Hawaii again. Like, I give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, no, they didn't go to Hawaii again. So, but, you know, take it to Hawaii. Yeah. I don't care about this game. I can't muster any fair factor. I'll no, watch uh, it. Yeah. From obligation. Yes, uh, Blues 28, Maroons 0. <laughs> 0, yeah. Well, They should be better with Ben Hunt. They should have a little bit more go forward. They um, maybe they'll be okay. I don't know. I, I just don't care. <laughs> I don't. Can we just move forward to things that are more interesting? Yes, please. Excellent. All right. So the whole comp's moving to Queensland. <laughs> the Broncos are making the finals. Mitchell. Mate, they're on the charge. They uh, <laughs> All home games. Every game's at Suncorp. Here they come. But seriously, yep. So I'm sure you've all seen this by now. But if not, uh, all of the Sydney-based teams, as well as the Warriors, the Raiders, have been relocated to, uh, and the Knights have been relocated to Queensland out of three hubs: uh, Sunshine Coast, Gold Coast, and Brisbane. Um, and the competition will take place up there. Uh, I mean, it had to happen. It yeah. had to happen. Oh. Uh, thank God for Peter Volandis. Um, <laughs> of course. And no, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, no. Uh, so I want to say one thing for this is like, I'm not going to go on a big rant about my opinions and other things, but every single person, every one of you that's angry at this relocation and every single one of you who is angry at even people you see out, out in the streets in Sydney now in air quotes, breaking restrictions, any of that shit, you're angry at the wrong fucking people. There's only one body still responsible in this country for us not being able to live like a normal fucking country. And it ain't the NRL. And it ain't the, and it ain't the fucking fifteen year old, a fifty year old Italians, fifteen of them playing cards. It's together. Todd Greenberg, correct? <laughs> <laughs> it's the fucking government. Redirect exactly. your anger at the people who haven't vaccinated us, okay? Yeah. And ain't and like I'm following the restrictions right now, and I will do. But I actually don't give a fuck if I see someone out in the streets. No. I, mean, not, I don't I'm give not a single a fucking. It ain't 2020 anymore. We know what this virus is. We know how to get through this shit. And it's not the fucking NRL's fault. It's no one's fault. It's moving to Brisbane. AFL's already been moved, okay? Like, this stuff's happened. It's the fucking government's fault we're still in this shit. Yeah, and if you look at England right now. Thought. Look at England yeah. right now. They're, oh, oh, they've got so many new cases every day. It's like, yeah, but they're all vaccinated. So they're getting new cases, but no one's dying. And now they can have packed stadiums at football games and stuff yeah. whilst yeah. we're doing whatever this is. Yep, yeah, and uh, I didn't want to turn into a full politics part. Nah, fuck past, it, man. Who cares? Yeah, but even like the other, when we announced the phases last week, I was embarrassed because like I thought that's a thing they already decided behind closed doors, but they hadn't. But you look at other countries, like even Singapore, right? Singapore are going to stop counting the numbers because, as, as again, they know what it is. And to them, again, it's just like the flu now. We're getting vaccinated, we're getting more tests, and they're developing this. I want to stop counting the numbers, learn to live with it. But they're also going to make testing easier. They're going to do things like not a pregnancy test, but like a test at home. So if you're feeling sick, they're, they're developing tests that you know you pick one up from any every train station, you pick one up from every corner shop, and it's not 100 percent accurate, but you get you can get this test 
and you'll take it at home. And if you come out as positive, you stay at home, isolate, go get a real test. That's all they're doing. And they're not even reporting. They're going to stop reporting the cases. Get people vaccinated. They're over good. They got like a 60% or something first with vaccine rate, whatever. But that's it. Learn to live with the fucking thing. That's what the way forward. That's the way forward out of this. Everyone else is doing that. That's how you yeah. get out of this. And this, this story that's come out last night from the ABC about how apparently a bunch of bureaucrats that the government sent over to deal with Pfizer Apparently pissed off the Pfizer executives so bad that Pfizer was like, fuck it, we don't want to deal with Australia. To the point where then like a bunch of big wigs in like the business world of Australia had to then outsource Kevin Rudd mm-hmm. to go and reach out to the CEO of Pfizer and try and smooth things over. Like, I don't care what your political affiliations are. I don't give a shit. Whatever. But if we've, we're now at a case where an, a former prime minister is now doing the job of the prime minister because he just doesn't do anything. Well, the, the worst thing ab- about... It's the same thing with Donald Trump and with Scott Morrison as, as politicians. Is they're they become so incompetent and such the everyman to people. They believe he's the everyman, you know, that there is no bar of excellence set for Scott Morrison. The expectation for him is so low yeah. that he can fuck up and do nothing and people can respond with saying, How was he supposed to know? What was he supposed to do? It's his fucking job to know. It's his job to do things. It's his job to know more than me and Bungard about things and you mm. listening. It's yeah. his job. Like same thing with the bushfires when he got pre- they were predicted and he ignored it. You know so, then what's he supposed to do? In the in the I just I just pulled up his in in the last week on Twitter he's tweeted five times. They were all about sport. Of course, all five of them. Yeah, three and- three four about Ash Barty or Dylan Alcott and one about the Olympics. So. Yeah, exactly. It's great. And and that's and he just plays this every man bullshit role that people eat up and the bar has been raised have gone so low for him. And it's and I speak to my partner Anna about it and she's like, it is just and I know it's not the same thing, but she's like, this is just like when Putin came back in Russia twenty years ago. That he was just this oh every you know, just a normal everyday man or whatever, and he slowly, slowly kept fucking up. I know we're not going that way. I'm not gonna make that some ridiculous comparison, but it's like just he set the bus so low for our politicians now, we're just cool with it. We're just happy mm. to accept incompetence. And like the, I remember having arguments with my family just before this thing about the vaccines, before we even got hit again, and it being like, oh, we haven't had the incentives. You know, not everyone's died here. It's like, so unless everyone dies, we're just going to sit here and hope that we don't get coronavirus back. Yeah. That was our plan. And then it turned out that was our plan because after we got it again, they had to like think about, okay, well, here's our phases. Our phases are like phase one. Uh, Vaccine, yeah, we'll do vaccinations and phase two. Maybe sometimes next year we'll do something else. Yeah, you know, it's like oh, it's garbage. And the worst part is, is people like us want to get vaccinated and we can't. Yeah, because and, we're just not eligible to. Like, and and the other worst part of it too, man, is like it, the bushfires and stuff. It was it was our problem. It was our problem here, right? But this thing, you can steal everyone else's homework. Yeah, every fucking one else has got a plan, and it's like he doesn't. He's never watched SBS in his life. He's never googled world news. You know, it's like, whatever. When people just call that, and I, as you said, I don't care about your political aff- affiliation. I don't align with Labor either myself. But it's like, if you're someone who, in the next election, you vote for this idiot, yeah, don't come out after the, the election and say cop that lefties because you're copying it yourself, you fucking idiot. Yeah, because you were just okay. You were telling our government it is okay to be incompetent. And this is a man who was incompetent through the bushfires, incompetent through coronavirus, incompetent with the welfare class, incompetent with this cashless debit system. You're okay with him pushing that line of doing fuck all and not looking after his his people 
and just posting photos with his family. And you're you're okay with that? You're okay yeah. with the country be running by the every everyday idiot? You're okay with that? And it's only going to get worse from there. It's, it's only going to um, push the boundaries more. The bar the bar has never been lower in terms of performance for someone who has one of the most important jobs on earth. And again, I said this during the bushfires, but just imagine for a second that it was Julia Gillard. Just imagine Julia Gillard go into hiding and not not tweet about mm. anything but sport for a week whilst shit like this is going on. Just imagine, just imagine if she'd gone on holidays to Hawaii during a bushfire crisis or anything like that. Reckon they would have got the same treatment? Yeah, I probably mean, not. Even with Scott Morrison, the thing I hate most about this stuff too, mate, it's like Tony Abbott now. Everyone thinks he's an idiot. He's gonna be when Scott Morrison finally loses the prime ministership. Everyone's gonna go, "Oh, what a fucking moron that guy was." Yeah, it's like. You're gonna, oh, you just flip instantly. You're allowed to do that, are you? Like, <laughs> I hate that shit. Mm. But they'll, they'll be able to. And um, now we have to have the NRL season ruined by this again. We might lose the NRL, the Rugby League World Cup because of this. Well, yeah. I mean, it's and... going to... Will it clash with the FIFA World Cup if they push it back to next year? I, what month is it usually in? <sighs> I mean, it's after the season. Because remember, the Qatar... Yeah. Cause, no, because the next World Cup's in It is Qatar. like there isn't it. What's, when's so, the World Cup next year? Because they could both be in November, right? Fuck. They can't do that. That's suicide. So yeah, I don't know what they're right. going to do. But there, that's it. And then we'll, 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 blame, we'll point our fingers at, you know, we'll walk down the streets, put the finger at the person we see. There's two of them walking there. Yeah. We'll point our finger at the NRL for moving things and whatever. You're pointing at the wrong fucking person. Yeah. And look, we're not encouraging people to flout lockout laws. No, I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm following the laws. Yeah. Right? I am. But I just don't give a shit anymore. No, I'm not going to like, call the police if I hear my neighbors having a party with ten people. No, I don't care because like it's just it's not it's not going away. It's just not COVID zero is not going to happen. We no. we all bought into the lockdown when no one knew what was doing, what was going on, what it was. We know what everything is now. It's just embarrassing that we're sitting here as a country like this again. But we just we're not progressive at anything anymore. People, I love the image. People think Australia is compared it's to what so it actually funny. is. Well. Mate, hasn't the Sam Walker thing just driven that home as well? It's just like, oh, we're just a knockabout bunch of lads. No, we're not. Everyone gets no, pissed not. off and upset about everything. We're Everyone's a bunch of cops, man. We are. Like, the fucking campaign the government put out for this as well. Like, put out the... Everyone's seen it by now, surely. But the young woman struggling to breathe looks like a, a, on either a drink driving or a, or a smoker's ad. Yeah. And they put that out as a incentive to stay at home. And you compare it to... Again, for me, the, the incentive to get out of coronavirus and get vaccinated, before I saw anyone else out, the incentive to me was always to like get back to normal life. I want to go to pubs. I want to go to shows. I want to book a trip to Brisbane. Yeah. I want to go overseas. And you look at other countries' ads, and what a shock. You know, you watch the French ad, it's like that. The New Zealand ad, they've got people like hanging out together, and then they're like showing, oh, but it's fine. We immunize, you know? Heineken so did a fucking yeah. ad. I They're saw the Heineken it. ad. It was good. It's all about having fun and going outside again. But our one again is driven by fear. You're right. It just look like one of those smoking ads. It's driven by fear again. And by the way, some I think Frankie said this the other day, but isn't it? It looks even more. It looks more miraculous every day that Magic Round happened. Didn't it? Does. Doesn't it? It feels so long ago. But yeah, and I even saw when the was it Dan Andrews or whoever from one of the premiers was whoever was talking today. So not Dan Andrews. But in Victoria saying that like, if someone crosses the border, they're going to be very famous and we're going to name and shame them and really show them that they've, they've let the country down. Fuck you. Yeah. You've all let the country down. <laughs> like, like, I don't get like, whatever. I'm part like that was a thing of last year. And those things were true then. They just, they're not they, true they, now. They're now but yeah. 
And now NRL players have to displace their families again. And guys, the Warriors can't go back to New Zealand. But they're going to lose that game, that Bulldogs game they were going to have. That's not happening. So they can't go back to New Zealand again. And then even things like there's players like, for example, Aaron Woods isn't going to the bubble because he's got a baby due in two weeks. Yep. You know, other guys, the family can move. They can go stay in in Brisbane and hotels, apparently, their family, but their family has to go on quarantine. So you've, yeah, you're taking that away from footy players. And I don't know why. Paul Gallen was, you're taking the sex away. That was the big issue for Paul Gallen today. Just <laughs> but, let him fuck. Just let him fuck. Maybe they should send people, those people in the bubbles. It's a hundred single ladies. Jairo so was a freedom fighter when you think about it. We should, they, should, they should send a hundred single ladies in a bubble, make another TV show out of it. There you go. <laughs> don't give Channel 9 ideas, yeah, We have mate. to do all this stuff again. And then, I don't know, with people pointing fingers at everybody else. It just, it, it irritates me. Yeah. And the whole thing of coronavirus has enabled our country to be the insular, regressive, like the people we've become. It's enabled all of that. The blame has been on somehow on foreign people and young people and all that garbage. It's just, yeah, it's just been the same old tired shit of what what this country's become. And it's nothing like, again, we sang the songs, we did the shit growing up, we all all the things you heard. The country's nothing like that anymore. And if it wasn't where it's placed on a map, no one would have fucking come here. That's the lucky thing about Australia. It's latitude, it's longitude, it's, it's topography. It happens to be where the sun is a lot and mm, the beaches are nice. It's very sunny. That's it. We had a lucky country other than that. I people will say, like, yeah. I think 99.9% of people listening to this will either be agreeing with us or at least respect our right to express our frustration. But there's like three people listening to this who are fucking furious with us right now for spending 20 minutes oh, talking about politics right. I, I, I tried not to talk about it and stuff and like Fuck I, it. I, it's come to a head it, yeah and talk about like anna's visa and stuff i've spoken to you about all the time on my twitter feed i know it bores people but i tweeted this stuff on like saturday and i like have written about jacking off the broncos players on twitter people know this stuff you know and but <laughs> and dispelling men juices and that kind of thing don't lose a single follower <laughs> I come out pro vaccine, lost like 15 followers. That day. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, it's like, this is disgraceful. <laughs> I let him get liquids out of his body, but if he wants to put one in of the, in his body, yeah. can he, talk uh, about Payne Haas's chassis yeah. all he wants. But, yeah, exactly uh, right. Mate, this is this... bridge too far. <laughs> Fuck. Um, so yeah, footy, Queensland. Yeah. Fantastic. I mean, uh, look forward to our friends up there having month-long magic rounds good on them yeah i know and i know those guys the footy players know their privilege and stuff but they've got to be exhausted by this shit as well yeah and i don't blame them and not playing in front of crowds i mean it felt again again last year and everyone when footy came back everyone bought into all the bullshit how good's footy how good's it back the new rules are great everything's great everything the players still have energy and stuff you can already see in the last two games without crowds the players have less energy I don't think anyone would be particularly like they were like, oh, we got to keep the footy going. It's like, I don't think people would be that opposed to just freezing it for a few weeks. Yeah. I wouldn't care. Would you? No. I hate the crowd. The footy sucks. I did like Nick Kyrgios pulling out of Tokyo, Tokyo for no crowds. Yeah. Knows good the kind of man he is. I give a fuck. He's also injured still. I hope he's back for the US Open fighting fit. Um, while we're talking about COVID breaches, uh, Two Dragons players, Zach Lomax and Daniel Alvaro, did not sign the statutory declaration that the other Dragons did, verifying that the uh, course of events that were put forward in said declaration were true. This is really interesting, uh, and I don't want to speculate on why two people wouldn't want to sign a statutory declaration, but I'm sure people can use their own imaginations to work out why that might be. Yeah, um, they did say the article is like on uh, based on legal advice. 
So they've like received advice not to, and essentially they they won't not willing to declare that there was no other. It was only dragons there. Uh, I don't make all those assumptions. There's a million things that the people are assuming. Lomax wants to leave all this garbage, whatever. I don't know, but it does mean that they don't start their 14 day quarantine period until they sign it for some reason. That's kind of bullshit. Yeah, I think they're just doing that to. That's, that's, literally, that's literally coercion. Yes. So um, they're not if they don't sign up. Is it tomorrow? No, Wednesday. I think if they don't sign by Wednesday, they're not going to the to Queensland. I don't believe with the. With yeah, the it's interesting. Um, and, you know this this story has raged on for a week now. I've seen a lot of back and forths from people. Mark Riddell's been having a field day on oh social God. media, and then he deleted his account. So. And how about we didn't talk about the Joe Arrow thing, but like. Oh yeah, that happened between shows, didn't it? What an idiot. I mean, okay. Again, I'm supposed to say the cunt set us up, but if he ordered a dancer, come on, he wasn't, he can't be, it couldn't have been alone. Well, yeah, obviously. Like, could you, like, what, like, maybe he is one of these people, but what lonely soul in a footy camp is sitting in his hotel room and going, I'm ordering a dancer for me. Just for me. Just for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone's, I think, I think there's there was clearly other people involved. But, uh, <laughs> nevertheless, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he misses a, he'll miss Origin and we'll miss a game for South as and, well. And and more ridiculous takes after this again. Like I got mad at the Dragons guys, and again, Gyro, again, you're a fucking moron, right? But the takes on this thing, when people say he should never play for Queensland again, yeah, like, come on, champ, reel it back. Oh, people saying, oh, it's, this punishment's not enough. The NRL's not punishing at all. He would have missed those two games anyway. It's like, yeah, and. He's and? missing two games and he's getting fined $35,000. And he's also not getting the origin money. So it's almost like $70,000 if you double it or whatever, yes. how much that made. What are that, 35, another 35? Was it 15? Something like oh, that. Mate, we... uh, from whatever the article, oh, mate, sorry, like 30 $4, cents a day a or something. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've actually got one of those card, like little cardboard donation boxes yeah, like you said for Mission Australia just to donate to those struggling origin players. That's now, it, mate. So. They, you, you see those guys walking down with the... Uh, with the but this with is the problem. They, the players didn't complain about it. It was a bullshit article that yeah. made them look like spoiled brats. And this, the but, international was just changed. Yeah. Mate. And the <laughs> exactly. Sunshine Coast and Gold exactly. Coast and Queensland Bubble. <laughs> Project Compassion, Queensland <laughs> edition. Fuck me. But uh yeah, it's a big punishment. It's and he deserves it, but like people are getting way too oh I should yeah, never play guys. Yeah. Wow, why? Because he people are a little excited. Why because he ordered a stripper at a hotel before a game that means nothing? <laughs> I mean, people oh. get a little excited, man. It happens every time. Like, people are like, oh, man, someone's like, they see someone else's ridiculous take. Like, like fuck, I can one up that. Yeah. We we're very close to people saying, ban him for life. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're very close. But, uh, if they'd but, given uh, him the Paul Vaughan punishment, like, I couldn't be upset by it, but I would have thought that was a bit much, but whatever. I mean, punt, punting him? Or well, no, not weeks. that part, the eight week part. Yeah. Like, if I they'd d- done it, I would have just had to, like, and people go, oh, you're, you're a South fan, you're biased. It's like, no, I'm not. I think I'm pretty even-handed when it comes to these things. You you couldn't have couldn't have been upset if they'd done that, given the precedent yeah. they set. But I think it would have been slightly harsh, given that Vaughn also was like, that's like 10 or 11 other guys that, yes. you know, as a result. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, I agree with you there. But one thing that come out of it is that um, everyone knows who Gyro's ex is by this point. She may have the world's most perfect hair. Doesn't mean she's most, 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 sorry, world's most attractive person because attractive people have imperfections. But she looks like if like a group of scientists got into a lab and they developed a computer to make the perfect woman's head, she might have it. It's too perfect. <laughs> Mate, good looking bird. Yeah. Uh, Jai, you silly boy. Yeah. 
not a top 10 middle anymore. Say that. No. <laughs> um, some uh, NRLW signing news. Uh, the Broncos have signed five more players, Mitchell. Tell me about them. Well, they've kept a cut. They brought back Amy Turner, who was pregnant last year, which is nice. So she came back. She played in the team beforehand. Uh, Lavinia Gould, who was uh, the hooker for the first, what, the last two years and a bit and half of last year, but she was injured. She's come back in. She's like 39 this year, which is good on her to see her going around again. Um, Destiny Brill, unfortunately, went to the Gold Coast Titans. Probably put more of a fairness thing, but uh, they also got Tony Hunt, who's been playing for the uh, the Brisbane Valley uh, Diehards. I believe she's playing for. Oh, what was I, I said that wrong. God. Anyway, fuck it. No one cares. And then um, we've also had oh, what's her name? There's two other ones. I forgot their names. Uh, was that Lisa Matafa? She plays for the Reds. Okay. And then Sarah Satuya. Oh God, Satuya. I'm saying that terrible. You're trying your best. I'm not really. I'm trying. I'm just, yeah. But I, she's also there. Don't know how good she is. But she played in our Origin on 19s last couple of weeks ago. So, yeah, why not? Yeah. Uh, Shaley Bent, uh, Kezi Apps, Keely Davis, Holly Wheeler. Um, mm. That's the, uh, that's the, uh, Dragon's crop of top five mm. as well. So, well, I'm really oh, and new signing Quincy Dodd. That's the fifth one. Okay. There's, a, there's a few other ones. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I don't like the dragons. No. Yeah, I don't, I don't know much about Quincy Dodd. Yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, is Quincy Dodd the sevens player? Mate, who didn't the, make the um? Not is she sure. the one who didn't make the sevens for a broken jaw? No, different person. Okay. No, right, not yeah, I'm not sure who that is, but that's she fine. She played for um, the Bruce, didn't she? Yes, yeah, she, she did. did. Yeah, Good on them keeping Kezi apps, obviously. She's great. Um, but yeah. I think Parramatta might be good, pretty good in the NRLW this year. Yeah. It looks like in Brisbane have retained again. They've retained a few there. Rumors are retaining a few more. Mm. I think they're going to piss that competition in. I mean, they do every other year. What's the yeah. difference? They need to though. This I've said this before, and it's our good friend Sam Anderson loves this one too. They need they need to play with a smaller ball. Don't know why they don't. There's your free solution to the women's game. Yeah, I think that's fine. They do it in basketball, right? Yeah, I mean, no one would notice. It's just a whole size. It's a size thing, right? There'd be less errors. They'd be better with the ball in hand. They don't know why they don't do it already. I think it's a good idea. Yeah, I don't know I've always thought the goal should be slightly smaller in soccer because the goalkeepers are shorter. Yeah. Oh, I feel sorry for women's goalkeepers, man. Seriously, it's not like this isn't like being patched. I don't think it's being patched. Like men are just like they just they're just genetically smaller than men, like slightly. So just yeah. change the dimensions of things that were designed for male competitions, and you probably have a better product as a result. Agreed. That's the only reason why I want the ball being a bit being a size smaller is that it'll make the, the game better and it'll, it'll yeah. elevate the women's skills more. I believe so. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, I'm sure we'll get cancelled for that. Um, <laughs> probably. Yeah. Uh, Tanua Brown has gone to the Dragons on loan. Yeah, they've kind of um got pretty lucky with this this little period, haven't they? That they had to spread the suspensions out. And Tanua Brown's gone on loan what to the end of July, so it's like two weeks. He's on loan at the Dragons, not very long, but he's there for this next couple of tough few weeks. But yeah, I yeah. do like the NRLs are uh, letting loans happen. Yeah, me too. Um, uh, some signing news. Matt Dufty to the Bulldogs. Let's start there. Do you just keep throwing fullbacks at the problem until it goes off? Again, it's one another one. It's not a bad signing on its own. In a silo, not a bad signing. 
but they've had so many of these now. They just, it, I know it's only one year, so it's whatever, that's fine. But they just signed so many backs and still haven't signed one forward. And they've gone and handed like, Ava C. Amanafangai, why did he get two more years? I don't know. They did that. Uh, they've re-signed Jerry Marshall King. So I guess he's their future hooker still. You know, Brent Nain's on his way there. They've got out of car coming. There's Corey Allen. There's Nick Cottridge. You know, they've got Matt Burton. Like, there's a, the back one to seven looks fine, but it's just why? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Like they just keep doing it, mate. And it's just it just makes you feel like they haven't got a plan because every time a decent back or someone comes off contract and puts their hand up, they're like, Yep, we'll have you. It's every yeah. time to say no to someone. Yeah, you don't have to sign every fullback. Yeah. I think there was a um I think Hopawati what's rumored to be heading over this overseas. Uh, he'll carve up in the Super League. Yeah, I mean, he's got good hands, mate, so he'd be good over there. I think he's good enough to hang out in the NRL, but he's just people, he's a boring signing at this point, isn't he, old Will? Yeah. So, yeah, people don't like those. No. Um, any other signings you want to talk about before we jump ahead? Nah. Uh, what, the Manly re-signed a few, Broncos re-signed Kobe and, uh, and uh, Tyson Gamble, which was nice. Uh, yeah, so that was four on Lachlan Croker and Morgan Harper. I think, no, yeah, I think that's pretty much any major signing news. Isaac Lee got confirmed. Matt Tomoko re-signed at Raiders as well. Well, that's 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 good for them. Yeah. Um, as I said earlier, we will leave rookie takes until after Origin because we usually get some absolute pearlers. I'm worried we might not get any good ones just because the game is meaningless, but um, we can live in hope. So, so someone runs backwards. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got a few questions. People just took it upon themselves to start asking questions in the Discord. We didn't put a call out for questions yet because we weren't going to do the pod. But seeing as we've got a few and we've got time and they're not about origin, let's just do them now. But before I do that, I'll have a quick shout out to the people in the top two tiers of our Patreon subscription service. Uh, if you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com for just NRL Bloom Rookies. Uh, for as little as $2 a month, you get access to our Discord server, entry into next year's culture and cup competition. Uh, merchandise is included with your membership and plenty of other things as well. You get to vote on rookie takes, stuff like that. And sometimes uh, and sometimes um, you could even be nominated for a rookie take, as several patrons have been in the past. So thank you to Chris Avnell, Dave, Carlo Tyson, Rocky and Rafi, Stu, Wayne Ritchie, Alex Sergicomi, Anthony Anger, Ben Wallace, Big Chief 69, Blake Moretti, Blame Hard, Butsy, Cam Beswick, Chris Slade, CTO, Dan Cullinane, Doc Hogg, an anonymous backer, Frankie, Harvey G, Jace G, James K, Jason, Jez, Joel Wrigley, Josh Brandon, Josh Terman 98, Lachlan Hancock, Leon, Maddie Jenkins, Matt Coleman, Matthew Duggan, Maddie McPee, Michael Murray, Morgan Watkins, my ding dong is hard and I am sad, never trendy, party keg, Razor, Reese Brown, Rowan Edwards, Roxanne Clark, Seymour Butts, Simo, Stephen Hickey, Schwarzy, Ty, the not so mature age student, Tom Hardy, Turbo's Heroes and Warwick Ahern. Thank you so much for your continued support. We wouldn't be doing this without you. And everyone in the lower tiers as well, we appreciate you. Feels like a, a long list. Party keg. So that's a good one. Please yeah. with that. So, uh, all right. I'll, uh, so we got uh, from the Score Sizzler. What punishment is waiting for Hamlin ULA and Jack Williams for bringing the wrestle back into the game? Very good. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, sorry, I missed one. There's one from a few days ago from Brenton Sloan. If you were establishing NRL Island, which island town would you pick and why? Also, what would be the cocktail of choice on NRL Island? <sighs> What's island or town, huh? This has to be a real one, like sustainable, or it can just be I can pick anything. I think you can pick anything. I was really pro a P&O cruiser or something ridiculous. <laughs> Lose a ball, it's just gone off the top of the stadium. I was really pro a cruise. Uh, I do think they've got a pretty good one now. 
I would love though if they go to the Pacific Isles yep. and they get like you know you set up hubs. We'll set up one in Fiji, one in yep. Samoa, one in Tonga. Get the hubs going, and then yeah, uh, I'm pro that few Isles. Uh, cocktail would either have to be a hurricane or just a shark energy drink and vodka. <laughs> just mother and vodka mate. yeah but a, a hurricane fits well i think with the theme yeah i like it hurricanes are delicious uh ben qualiata is it fair to say that home was italy all along uh, yeah that was good fun it hurt a lot but what can you do what can you do uh you matt duggan win well okay <laughs> Uh, Matt Duggan did Paul Vaughan simply want all his teammates coming home in preparation for what was going to happen for the rest of the country he was being safe was he yeah no for the rest of his country sorry so because uh, he's Italian right mm. is that the joke I hate this I hate this so much no. why did you make me fucking why did we do these they're all about England losing oh, no, you're not that English yeah only, only, <laughs> only half it's fine it was weird I was over it within like two hours it yeah. wasn't like you know Leeds or the Socceroos fucking up um, V8 Tiger, what's your least favorite country, Italy or England? <laughs> Nobody ever says Italy. <laughs> uh, Harvey, has any co- coach ever big brained it more than Gareth Southgate subbing on two young players in the last minute of extra time to take penalties, both of whom failed to convert, and then asking a 19 year old to take the fifth and decisive kick? He also left out the part where he subbed off the club captain of Liverpool who takes penalties for Liverpool after only having come on the field 15 minutes earlier. Yeah, I c- that was the weird part to me. That was the strange thing. It's like, Calvin Phillips had been out there for 119 minutes at that point. And also he runs more than any other player. So he was probably gassed. He doesn't take penalties for leads. I don't think he's ever taken a penalty. Why not take him off instead of taking off Henderson, who'd been on the field for like 20 minutes? Bizarre. Yeah, I'm not going to act like I'm a full expert on the penalty shootout at the end because often we, we do that, but we don't actually know the preparation that's gone into it. Yeah. However, yeah, take, putting Henderson, what the fuck was the point of even going on? I don't get that. And then, as you said, actually good penalty taker, leader at Liverpool, publicly taking a penalty. And I haven't got a problem with putting in the the young guys to take penalties. But, yeah, I don't love that he put the young fellow on the fifth one. No. <laughs> and you that. could, yeah, you could tell he was going to miss too. You just know. And how about Jordan Pickford um, being an evident player, being let, like a keeper from Everton being let down by the players? That's That's a new thing. Yeah. Also, he took a penalty the last time England won a shootout. So I wonder why he didn't yeah. take one. And he scored. I, don't, I wonder yeah. why he didn't take one this time. I don't Weird. know. But uh, it was... Saka taking one was just very strange. Like that Grealish, who I think takes them sometimes for Villa. I know mm. Walk, I think Watkins uses that. But Grealish, Pickford takes the... Like Pickford has taken penalties in shootouts before. Um, Raheem Sterling is bad at them, but he's still a senior player. Um, very yeah. good. Very so good. Sterling's bad at them, but I was surprised he didn't take one. And... So was I. I thought he would for sure. Harry Maguire's was really good though. It was, and uh, and Southgate like not the worst manager, but it's probably like better for England in the long term if he was worse because he's just average. Yeah, and mm. that the they actually have a good squad now. It's not like for a while, like the last five, there was a little gap there between like the golden generation air quotes and this current mob that they were just kind of average. But they've actually got a lot of good young players now, and yeah, he's just not a great coach. You've watched yeah. more than I have, but from I mean, what I've watched. No, I, th- I thought a lot of the technical gambles he took in this tournament worked, just not that last one, which is unfortunately yeah. the one everyone's going to talk about. Yeah, and some of them, a lot of them have worked out, but yeah. Just, like people question know. why he was using Trippier. You know, Trippier sets up the goal in the first two minutes of the game. Yeah. Question going right. from, questioned why Henderson and, sorry, why Rice and Phillips are both playing ahead of Henderson, like because the media over there has a massive hard on. Henderson's like the Mitchell Pierce over there, and they, they're just a massive hard on for him. No, I know, um, mate, he's in my team. And, um, 
And uh, like, you know, the result was England didn't concede a goal from open play in the entire tournament. So obviously those defensive midfielders did do quite a good job. Um, I think there's a lot to be positive about going into the World Cup next year. Yeah. Um, Luke Shaw being, He's being fantastic. good. Well, I yeah. mean, Luke Shaw going from like football manager king to being the massive flop at United to now being good again. It's good. And he had a good tournament. And, and it was great it was a fan- fucking finish. Yeah. Fantastic finish. The whole tournament was fantastic. I, I think that was, I think up there with the 06 World Cup, in my opinion, is the best tournament that I've, but Italy won both of those. That's annoying. Yeah. It should be a thing, by the way, because like he doesn't play in England. They just, you can't, you know, people don't want him picked. Is that why? Who? Trippier. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure. Place in Madrid um, definitely doesn't exist, mate. But yeah, also on the Italian side, Chiellini, what a player. Just an unbelievable defender, an incredible shithouse, an absolute king. Oh, mate, he's been around forever. Like, I remember watching the first game at the New Wembley on like a dodgy stream when I was like 13, and it was Italy under 21s versus England under 21s. Mm. At when, and, and he was the captain of Italy that day. Yeah, and that was like that was so long ago. Now, I respect some of this Italy team though, because I've got a couple of those guys. Italy's always built on those a few of those random club dudes who just like stay at their average club and never leave. Mm. Like, is it Bellotti's at like he's at Torino, Torino and yep. he's just been there for ages? Mm. It's okay, good on him, stay there. And then, um, I do like Donnarumma also being like a player of the tournament's weird for a keeper still. It's it is still weird, hard. it is weird. But uh, I do like that he's like 21, looks about 75. He does. <laughs> Did not really celebrate when he saved the penalty. Well, to I was confused when it happened. Like, so when he saved Saga's kick, I'm like, is it still going? Yeah. Like, did I miscount? Because I watched it. Like, I didn't watch the whole whole game, but I watched the the end of it this morning on uh, an Optus giveaway for free. It was fantastic. Live on YouTube. Oh. Didn't have to find an illegal stream. <laughs> but um, but uh, yeah, he saved it. I'm like, have I counted wrong? Like, did he was math wrong? Because he just stood there. It was great. Yeah. And I'm just really happy for my boy, Calvin Phillips. The Leeds lad just like basically being the most important player in the team, pretty much. Like, you run like a million kilometers the whole tournament, didn't you? He's, that's Bielsa, mate. That's how it works. Yeah. He's a fit motherfucker. He really is. And last question from Regularly Wrong. Is calling strippers to show up at the opposition's hotel in the current COVID climate a fair tactic? I mean, if people cared about game three... Go ahead. But no, but do it cares. in the hub. Oh, do it like, the hub, yes. Who are we playing next week? The Bulldogs. Oh, we don't need to do it for the Bulldogs. All right, the week after, who are we playing? Just call strippers to their hotel. Yeah. It's fine. One thing that's uh, happened with the, the hub, it's totally thrown into disarray the Coltrane Cup. Yeah. I mean, what do we do there? Do I just scrap the home and away rule or what do we do? Don't know. I don't know. Or do people we... still have to adhere to it? I feel like it's a bit silly having to adhere to it for like, you know, uh, Dragons, Penrith, if it's up there, for example. But, it's but only... on the other hand, I think it's unfair to I think to you have to at this that... point, though. I think we have to purely because it's unfair to the people that got all their away tips out of the way as a strategy yes. earlier in the season to then have this happen to them. Now. It just makes it a bit more of a wrinkle. You have to do it. Yeah. And uh, yeah. It's unfortunate for them because it will make tipping away teams a lot easier. It doesn't really matter. Like home and away doesn't really matter now. It's like, yeah. Just... It's tough for those. Well, for some senses, like, for example, I'd penciled in a couple of home games for some shit teams. Yeah. That are no longer home games. So. Maybe but on the um, flip side, you get some more easier away games too. So, like you get the, uh, the, Titan, the Titans will have away games in Queensland now, for example. Yeah, but I've already got my Titans tip away. That's well, I haven't, Mitchell. It's really so... working out for non-Titans tippers, and they're playing the Dragons without their players as well. Yeah, that's that's, that's it's happening. But like you know, often... that's a that's an away game as well, isn't it for them? Yeah, that's that's probably going to be my tip. <laughs> so I just still don't, I still have no idea when I'm picking the Bulldogs, man. 
And now that uh, Warriors game, maybe that Warriors off game. Well, the Warriors game at home is. No, I think the last round of the season they play the West Tigers. They play the Tigers twice and then run home. Yeah. I think I'll take them whatever they're like. Probably assume the NRL's back into Sydney by the end of the season, but also Campbelltown isn't exactly no. Tigers. Home. I mean, I, yeah, I, I'm pens- that I'm taking the Titans in two weeks against the Dragons, unless things change between now and then. But anyway, all right, come to the end. We'll be back after State of Origin with another show on Thursday. So we will see you then. Thank you for listening. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. And it's goodbye from me.